Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. for your week two edition of the NFL front office show. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with your chefs, and I greatly appreciate it. Before we get started this season, I did want to let you know that this show is being brought to you by the good folks of PHI Apparel. Save 60% off of PHI Apparel by shopping their uh, website and getting all kinds of different goodies from the Philadelphia market. We got everything out there from uh, James Harden shirts to to, to Jalen Hurts ring the bell type things. And so if you're a fan of the Philadelphia area sports teams and things of that nature, you definitely want to check out PHI Apparel. Without further ado, let me go ahead and bring in the co-host, man. You guys know I don't do this by myself. It's my man, villain, the Barry Jordan. Now, what's going on, my guy? How we doing this evening? Villain in the house. My wife, my wife's mocking me in the background like I'm not doing the show right now. Unbelievable. Uh, super <laughs> villain in the house, though. Uh, we here at Sports City, the NFL free for uh, not free for all, the front office show. Got a lot of things to talk to, man. Uh, serious, what's going on, bro? What's going on, big homie, man? What's going on, man? It's a pleasure to be here with you guys now, as always. Uh, man, listen, these guys is not wasting any time, man. We got a lot of stuff to get to, man. Um, I got a lot of callers in queue, man. Let me go ahead and bring you guys in. Calling out at a 615, it's your boy, um, I believe this is Mr. Harvey. Mr. Mr. Harvey. Hey, man, I'm good. I was curious to see if you were going to do your last name first or if you were going to if you were going to uh, Matthew me, man, or Matt. But. You know, I thought about it. <laughs> I, honestly, I thought about it. I thought about I, it. I, I, can hear, I can hear the wheels spinning. I can hear the wheels spinning in your in your. Uh, and your head as you were thinking about, man, we got a lot to get to. I'm excited to uh, jump it up with you fellas. I ain't going to jump the gun or anything. But definitely, definitely, definitely. Absolutely. Before we keep it moving, man, we got the big homie, man. They they call him Greenwood. They call him a bunch of stuff, man. We got controversy in the building. Controversy, what's up, man? Hey, I'm happy to be here, guys. Um, 
crazy, crazy couple couple of days, man. Crazy couple of days. All right, man. And you know what? I think my eyes are done deceiving me. I think my eyes are done deceiving me. I I I, I don't want to say this, but maybe T.P. Thomas now. It, do, do, do we got the man lift the, the legend in the building? T.P., what's up, big homie? I done took off my blazer, loosened up the tie, stepped inside the kitchen. Timeless is alive. Just came to see the view, man. Enjoy the view from the East Coast. A lot of stuff going on in the Midwest and the mountain region of the United States. A lot of movement happening and also some bodies being moved out there on the West Coast, too. So uh, I want to see what was going on. Smell some smoking. I got to come save the day. Timeless wonder. Man, man, it's so good to see you, man. Here for you guys, man. I'm not gonna waste anybody's time, man. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show of uh, what took place this past week in the NFL Combine. Um, Dylan, I'm gonna start with you, my guy. Um, give me a couple names that kind of raised their draft stock um, as the uh, Combine came to a close. Yeah, um, I'll keep it brief because we got a lot of people on the line. Good to hear everybody on the show. Um, I think the quarterback from Liberty, Malik Willis, had a good combine, um, you know, with the throwing <laughs> drills. You know, I think he ran a solid – I mean, he threw solid deep balls. I think that was the most impressive part of his uh, his combine. So, I think especially with the big trade that happened um, in Seattle moving up, I think there's a good shot he might land in the top 10. So I think his stock definitely improved. Um, the big, the big boy from North Carolina state, the tackle, um, I, I, I'm going to butcher his name. So it, uh, it, oh God, I, I always butcher his name. I, I swear to God I do. Um, but yeah, he wanted, yes. Um, yeah. he just, he beasted. it. He ran under a five on his 40. Unbelievable. So, I mean, I think everybody thought Neil from um, Alabama was going to be the number one pick, but there's a lot of people that think that he might leapfrog and go to Jacksonville because he had just an amazing combine. And Neil didn't really have to participate because everybody knows he's going to go in the top three at least. So, but I think his stock has gone up even higher. So I think those are the guys that stood out to me. Um, there's probably some other guys that, you know, their stock went up, um, but those are the guys that I think right off the right off the bat really had a good combine. Yeah, man, I definitely feel you on that, man. Mr. Uh, T.P. Thomas, I'm going to come to you next, man. Um, some winners from this past weekend's combine, man. Tell me how you feel about it. Uh, not not too overwhelmed with a lot of you know winner or losers. Just just getting through the situation and trying to see how this uh, commences towards the draft. Uh, just still shocked off of a, a DT uh, as big as he is putting up a, a four point. I, I think it's like a four point eight two, uh, putting up a four yeah. that oh. fast. And um, the forty that he ran was faster than Baker Mayfield and Jameis Winston. It's like I am gonna say this now: if the speed of these athletes get bigger and better, uh, you're going to see a lot of mobile quarterbacks. There's not going to be too many uh, pocket passes any longer. So you're used to seeing your Tom Brady's as he leaves and things of that nature. There's going to be quarterbacks that have to lead. They, they're going to have to run because 
the pocket's going to collapse a lot. So this is just incredible to see the way these athletes are running and also uh, the kid out of Baylor that put up the record of putting up 4.21. That was incredible to see itself and then actually watch him run it and replay time. It's, it's just incredible how athleticism is getting better and um, it should create a better game. But uh, still yet they got to watch how they do crack back blocks or run into trouble. So these things you all got to watch. It just makes the game that much more interesting. So we'll see. Um, a couple of guys that I got my, my eye on is N'Kobe Dean, the linebacker out of Georgia. I really physically want him in Detroit just to be personal, but I think uh, from a couple of the mocks that I've seen that he may end up in Philadelphia. So he's a, a good sideline-to-sideline side linebacker, and he's doing well in the uh, combine also. That's one of the things that I wanted. But uh, there's, there's some underwhelming 40s from some receivers that ran four fives and four sixes. It's like you're a receiver, and there's people putting up four twos. You better find a, a – a speed and, and strength coach to get you up to speed because you, you might fall in these uh these draft spots. So that, that's something that I have been watching. Yeah, you know what? Jordan yeah, Davis from Georgia. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan Davis, Davis the, the big guy from Georgia. Yeah. He's talking about. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I mean, and and just the, the, the just for the record, that that was a that was a four seven eight official time. Yeah, on, on unbelievable. Your time, wait your turn. Greenwood, wait your turn. <laughs> jump in the Yo, yo. You got in here all early, man. Got your seat all set. Put your plate in and place it. Wait your turn. With that being said, Greenwood, man, talk to me, man. How do you feel about this uh, combine, man? How, tell, me, tell me what you think about it. Dude, you got to – I need to know who is training – all these Georgia players, all these Georgia players are going mm. nuts as far as combine numbers. I mean, Devontae Wyatt, the other defensive lineman, the other defensive tackle at 304 pounds, also ran a 477. Uh, that was absolutely insane. Um, another guy, maybe a, a guy lower on the totem pole, so I'll leave some um, names for everybody else to hit up on, is, was Troy Anderson guy who is considered like a day three prospect out of Montana State, completely ran out of the building, 4.4240. And this is at 250 pounds and a 36-inch vertical. That's – and a 10-8 broad jump. I mean, the guy went – the guy really put himself into that um, early to mid-day two conversation. Um, And also, the one thing I do also want to mention, in case we don't get into losers, Lewis Sign, um, all, the safety from Georgia, which, once again, Georgia representing in the combine this uh, this year. Um, I would not be surprised if um, if he ends up beating Hamilton on some teams' boards because of how well he did and how relatively pedestrian Hamilton from uh, from Notre Dame did, who's who was up to this point considered a lockdown top five pick at safety, that he might drop to probably the mid-first round. Mm, I think the Jets are going to steal him, though. I think they're going to take him. I do, too, actually, to be painfully honest it's... with you. But, I mean, I definitely I think he'll be the go, second go in the Jets' No, I think he'll be the second in the Jets' picks. I think what – his numbers may not jump off the page, uh, Hamilton, but he is a big physical guy. You know, some of the writings will say, you know, at his peak, he could be, you know, Cam Chancellor-ish, 
Um, mm-hmm. But he definitely underwhelmed there. Jordan Davis was the guy that really jumped out to me with that four seven eight. I definitely agree on yeah. the mobile quarterbacks. Um, <clears throat> you're going to have to see more of them. I think this is a deep draft for teams that need lines. Like, I think you've got some pretty decent linemen in this draft. Um, but the oh, even though there were some receivers that ran some slower speeds, I think the overall, like, average numbers for the receiver position were pretty high this year as well as far as uh, the numbers they were able to to put on the board. So I was uh, I was impressed with some of that. We saw some uh, some very talented uh, defensive backs as well. Uh, listen, after I saw what Jordan Davis did, that just uh, that that to me blows away anything else I saw at the combine. And as young as this guy is, like you get in the right programs and to c- continue to uh, condition your body right and eat right and whatever as you start to develop that man strength that comes from like that 21 to 25 years old sort of uh, this guy could be an absolute monster uh, at the next level so <clears throat> that that jumps out to me Willis was uh, Willis was good I like him uh, but I think that Guys help themselves a lot more than guys really hurt them because you're still going to see a lot of teams do pro days and things like that. And so, if you had a bad workout, you can still kind of uh, you can still kind of make up for it. But I, Malik Willis is a, is a very interesting piece to me. Dual threat guy with that skill set, uh, with some other things happening uh, today at the quarterback position. Does the team decide uh, he's worth? Uh, take in, so for example, does Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh try to move up, or do you see them hope for, you know, another guy around there, such as a picket or somebody like that? Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how the dominoes fall. As you guys have always said, football never stops. Now we get the free agency period, and that's going to help us uh, get a better feel for what clubs are going to do in the draft versus, you know, what they're going to what they feel in free agency. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a pretty exciting next couple of months. Definitely, definitely, man. Uh, for, for me, I, I'm the last one to go on this. Uh, I'm a, uh, when I played the game, I played running back and wide receiver um, on offense, and then, you know, on defense, I played outside linebacker and corner. Um, for me, <clears throat> Chris Olave um, just really just shot up draft boards for me. Um, mm-hmm. I had him pegged to be a, a late first-round draft pick, um, but what he did at the Combine, um, from his speed standpoint, the way he, you know, tested out with, with, with you know, catching in the broad jump and all that sort of stuff, um, definitely shot off the charts for me. And then if I'm going to go offensive lineman um, or defensive lineman, if you will, because I do believe that as a Silver fan, we need to pay attention to those big uglies, if you will, Obviously, Jordan Davis, who was mentioned previously, uh, definitely shoots off the charts for me. But uh, the linebacker out of LSU, and again, Mr. Harvey, I'm surprised you didn't mention him. Uh, I guess uh, Mr. Clark Dave known. Damon Clark. Damon uh, Yeah, man. Yes. This guy right here really mm. went bonkers at the combine over this past weekend. 
I ran a four five seven. Um, literally had a, a thirty six and a half inch vert and everything. And I was like, yo, if I can see him in a black and gold uniform, Lord Jesus, take the will. Yeah. Call the number. Yo, is this guy's a four seven seven two seven five nine. Go ahead, Mister Harvey. Nah, this guy's next in the line, though, man. And, like, some of them still developing. But uh, LSU has had some really good, like, middle linebackers or guys that have turned into that type of player. And it's interesting because sometimes you got to take your lumps or sometimes grow up in the uh, in the program to pro- uh, progress to that point. Uh, you know, it kind of puts me in the mindset. And, you know, you got some guys like Deion Jones that's been through there and Devin, Devin White, who's a – extremely talented linebacker for Tampa. You got several linebackers that have been through there. And the interesting thing is there were some people on the LSU coaching staff this last year that have been around for a long time that said Damone Clark could be uh, the most talented linebacker they've ever coached. Definitely, definitely, man. Um, TP, man, let me give you one more shot at it, man. Anybody else that you want to name? We talked about winners. I'm about to go back around and talk about losers, but anybody else you want to bring up that may have been mentioned that kind of jogged your memory? No, um, you, you touched on Olave. That was one name, a receiver that I'm looking at. And also uh, the, the the tall target uh, out of USC, the receiver that uh, the Lions are after, but he yeah. may end up getting picked up. They said he um, may land in New Orleans. Uh, he's a six foot five receiver. Uh, him and uh, Amon St. Brown actually were a tandem together in college, and they actually want to play together in the league. But I doubt Detroit gets them unless the Saints let them slide by. But I doubt if we go after them in the second round. So it'll be pretty interesting to see if they could get Drake. I I don't know if they can make it happen, uh, but they do need a big target at the receiver position because they do have a lot of skilled players at the receiver position. But they're they're shorter. I think they need like a six two six three six four receiver. Uh, just to have that guy to go to if it is trouble to give him a jump ball to make something happen or be a playmaker. But that, that's one or a couple of the receivers that I'm looking at that could probably make a difference, at least in my eyes or what I want for my team or or down the road for some other team. But definitely it's interesting to see which way the Saints go. Uh, a lot of people are thinking they, they got to be heavy offensive-minded with everything going on with their quarterback position. Also, if uh, Thomas returns, if they don't get him to return, what receiver they bring in the table, and all 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 goes behind the the fact of Peyton leaving too. So with Sean Peyton out the door, there's a lot of things to worry about in uh, the boot, if you will. You ain't lying. Keep me up at night. I, I got you. Don't, don't worry, big bro. I got you. I got you. I got you. Don't you worry. Don't you. Definitely, definitely. Well, gentlemen, we just talked about the winners. Let's flip it on its ear and talk about those that hurt their draft stock um, based off of some performances um, that took place over the weekend. Uh, Mr. Controversy, I'm going to come start with you, sir. Uh, we talked about some winners, man. Give me a few losers that kind of hurt their draft stock, so to speak, uh, looking at the combine this past weekend. Um, one guy that I thought really hurt himself was David Bell, the wide receiver at Purdue. He was kind of considered like a late first-round, early second-round guy. Ran a 4-6-5-40. Yeah, he's a possession receiver, but he also didn't do well in the shuttle drills at at a 4-5-7 on the shuttle. All of these are are big red flags for, um, for David Bell, who might slip into the later part of day two now. Maybe in third, maybe even early fourth round. Um, 
at this point. And then um then obviously Kinsley and that and Nagravare um from from South Carolina wasn't bad bad, but when you compare him to all the other guys in the um in the defensive end position this year, it's gonna force him down um probably into the day two area, maybe late round two, early round three area. Um, but this was a guy who was at one point considered in the first round, definitely dropped right out of that with his combine performance. You know what, man? Um, solid points there. Uh, Dylan, I'll come to you next, my guy. Um, a couple guys that may have hurt their draft stock baseball for performances from this past weekend. Talk to you, man. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say um, Coral, the quarterback, um, just because he wasn't able to, to go out there because of the ankle injury he suffered. Um, yeah, and, and, and the only thing you heard about him was his small hands, right? So that was what everybody was talking about. Like me, I don't care. Um, if he can throw it, he can throw it. But that's what everybody was sticking to, right? Um, I think another guy that kind of suffered from not being out there um, was was um, was Mr. Harvey's guy, single singly, right, from um, the cornerback from LSU. Because I think Gardner had such a good combine. They're talking about him going yeah. to the Giants yeah. at number seven. I hope that doesn't happen. Even though he's really good, I think he had a good combine. The Giants don't need a cornerback. We need, we need all the, uh, you know, interior guys we can get um i think another guy that kind of i think he had a he didn't have a good combine and i think he's going to drop because another guy had a really good combine isaiah spiller didn't have a good combine um his his 40 wasn't as great right he his shuttle drills he dropped a couple balls he was running upright they were saying so um i think that and the fact that um the kid from uh, michigan state um What's his name? Uh, I think I can't remember his name. Wa- I think it's um, Walker. The running Walker. Back. Walker. 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 Yeah, Walker. Yeah, Walker. Walker. Yeah. He ha- he had a really good combine catch. They didn't think he- right. They didn't think he could catch. He caught some balls. I think that's TP's guy. I think TP likes that kid. So um, he had a good combine. He ran a four forty, a mid four four. So um, I think his stock went up. While Spillers didn't have a great combine, it's going to go down. Um, I think the Walker had a good one. Pierre Strong had a good one. So that's just going to drop him down to like a maybe a fourth round. So I think that's a guy that suffers. You know, if you're able to get that guy in the fourth round, I think that would be a steal if you ask me. Mm. Um, TP, I'm going to throw it at you, my man. You know, we talked about winners, man. Give me some guys who hurt their spots. Um poor performances in this uh, this previous uh, combine. I'll save the best for last, even though the one, the first one I'm going to go with is the one a lot of people have been talking about, but they try to keep him in good talk, but it's actually hurt him that he came to the combine and they found some things out about him, and it's at the quarterback position. I have to go with Pickett right now with his hand size mm-hmm. being a situation that becomes a situation that people are thinking about, and me firsthand, being a Lion fan, knowing about Jared Goff's hand size being an issue now, I never really knew that it would come to fruition for me to actually see it firsthand, uh, that it was an issue for him when he was in Cal or, or coming out of high school going to Cal and all his duration to Cal and while he was with the uh, Rams and in the Alliance uniform, 
that when it rains, he has difficulty handling the ball. That is an issue that teams are going to look at moving forward because this has happened to quarterbacks before them. Uh, with him having a hand size issue, no mattering, uh, it matters where he ends up landing. Uh, if he's in a nasty nature game or something like that, they're going to try and sit and rushes at him and try to get him to get the ball out as fast as possible, turn the ball over or, or force a fumble. That'll be big if, if Pickett is one of these guys that they have to worry about that being an issue long-term. The best for last is another ACC quarterback that did well up until his senior year. Like, I think everything started to fall interestingly apart, but as he got to the combine, especially with him throwing, is Sam Howell. Sam Howell couldn't hit the side of a barn making throws during the combine. If you see some of the passes that he was making, he looked, you know, head scratching worthy. Uh, you know, I don't even know if he will be one of those first or second round quarterbacks. I think somebody will take a jump at him. I've seen some mock drafts saying that the Steelers will jump at him. So I want to see if that's a quarterback that they do go after, knowing that they do have an interesting cavalry and if they can get an interesting name there also. But uh, Sam Howell did not look appeasing to me, uh, especially the way he was making throws and couldn't hit any target at all. Hey, yo, before we move. We got breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. I just received word that Bobby Wagner is being released from the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Bobby Wagner, a guy who needs no ringing endorsement from anybody sitting here, but Bobby Wagner is uh, about to be released from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Earlier today, the Seahawks got rid of Russell Wilson, which we'll talk about later. But I wanted to get your knee-jerk reaction. Uh, Thomas, I'll come back to you on on this recent news posted by uh, Adam Schefter about six minutes ago um, that Bobby Wagner is no longer going to be suiting up in Seattle. It was a song that came out in the early 90s and um, starting to see what's going on in the northwest region of the United States. And it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. So what we had going Um, I don't know where they go, <laughs> what they've been through, <laughs> but um, this city that I was talking to people um outside of the kitchen, and they're saying it is very humiliating that organization went with Pete Carroll and the general manager before Russell Wilson. There's a discussion about Tyler Lockett being traded. And now you have a releasing of Bobby Wagner, who is a player that you had to try to keep there. Right now, you're probably going to have no players from when you actually had a spark when you were Super Bowl ready. Everybody's basically all gone. Uh, If you get rid of the three players I mentioned, I think Adams is probably the only one suitable to be mentioned. I think DK is the face of Seattle right now. And I don't even know if DK is comfortable without Russ right now, especially with, I think, the potential of Drew Locke coming or having to run with Geno Smith. Uh, this this is tough. I, I I don't even know how many years Pete Carroll has left in him to coach. Uh, he is the oldest coach in the NFL and, and has to make these adjustments with so many young players, all of the draft picks that he's going to have to work with. It, it's going to be very interesting, I think. And this was thrown at me earlier today by some people that I know, they think, and this is before this news is broken, the Seattle Seahawks will be the worst team in the NFL and be the first pick in the NFL draft next season. 
with with this right now, with Bobby Wagner leaving, this may ice the cake. And I think the Seattle Seahawks may be a pushover next season. I think a lot of teams are going to punch them in the face all season long. This is very bad. I think Pete Carroll probably has a year or two left coaching. I really feel like he's going to force himself to get through this so it doesn't look bad. But um, management just screwed this up, especially last year, the way the defense looked. And they were very porous. And, and now this is a Bobby Wagner releasing. I wonder who fills his shoes. And uh, with Adams coming there, um, I, I wonder how long he starts to uh, stick around before he starts making a rift there too. So this is bad all across the board on both sides of the ball for the Seattle Seahawks. Definitely, definitely, man. Dylan, man, let me let me throw this at you, my co-host, my guy who we who who in the trenches together every Tuesday and beyond, man. Give me a knee-jerk reaction on how you feel about this Bobby Wagner news, man. This one, this one's crazy. Yeah, I literally thought the same thing TP did, and I, I kind of went to uh, to a different song. I went to, to it was like my favorite interlude in high school when two after Tupac passed away, the uh, "Are You Still Down" album, right? And it was like, where do we go from here? Like that's the song that came into my mind. When I when I saw all this news starting to happen, that Lockett might be gone, Wagner's not coming back. You got you know trading Wilson like they could you know they made him an offer they couldn't refuse right like they, but they've been talking to the Broncos for a couple of weeks it sounds like right so, um, I agree I think it's a reset um, but I mean the haul that they got I mean, you have to kind of start selling off the pieces right like I think when you give up your quarterback. There's no reason when you, if you've got Locke and maybe a draft pick, there's no other reason why you would keep Wagner. You would try to trade him for assets. You try to trade Lockett for assets. Um, Metcalf, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's next. Um, because, you know, listen, this team hasn't drafted well, right? They overpaid for a safety. They haven't built an offensive line to protect their star player and their quarterback. So, it's 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 been a muddled mess since the Legion of Boom. They haven't drafted well. They haven't restocked uh, this team. So I think now you have to re- – and, and a, a part of the problem is a lot of teams started stealing, um, you know, the, the assistant GMs and the, 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 the management team that really built the foundation in Seattle. So now they don't have the right guys that are building this team, right? So, listen, I agree with TP – they're not going to be a good team. They weren't last year, and it's not going to get any better. So uh, that's, that's what you got to do. you got to start selling off the pieces. You know, I'm going to be honest with you guys, and the controversy, and Mr. Harvey, I, I'll get to you here in a second. But, you know, it's weird because, you know, Russell Wilson and 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 Bobby Wagner got drafted and came into Seattle in 2012, same year, you know. And I, I find it ironic that on the day that, you know, Russell Wilson gets dealt to, to Denver, um, Bobby Wagner is released. Um, and, you know, the haul that Seattle got back from Denver, again, we'll talk about that here in, in a couple of seconds, Um you know, it does, does scream full-fledged rebuild. I mean, there was nothing to it, you know, they're not even pulling any punches. You know, um, 
So, uh, Mr. Harvey, I- I'll come to you, my guy. This is a team that's in the NFC who, you know, you- you've had your fair share of battles with the Seattle Seahawks and Bobby Wagner, um, who, in my opinion, is arguably one of the best linebackers um, in today's game. Um, give me a knee-jerk reaction with this news that he is now uh, going to be a free agent and can sign anywhere he so chooses. So the only scary thing about Wagner is sometimes he's not healthy, but when he's on the field, he's, he's definitely <clears throat> his name speaks for itself. No convincing needed. What I will tell you about Seattle is a couple things. DK Metcalf is still very young, so uh, if you continue to develop him and he continues to develop his game, he could still be the veteran number one receiver on the other side of a rebuild. The truth is that line wasn't very good. They had a lot of pieces that needed fixing on that roster. You had an elite quarterback. You want to protect him. He was running for his life. He's getting an absolute daylight beat out of him every week. <clears throat> and if you were going to pay him and Bobby Wagner, like, franchisee-type money, you don't have a whole lot of money to rebuild your roster. There's, it's not like you just need to keep, like, plug a couple of holes to be right there again that next uh, the, the next year. This is a team that was last place in their division and definitely underperformed compared to what people were thinking, and part of it had to do with Russ going out. But even then, like, if this was a team that beat you, it was going to be in a shootout, not because they uh, perform well on all sides of the ball, right? So in that case – even though it's hard to let go of a franchise quarterback, which, like you said, we'll get into in a minute. When, when you look at that hall, like this is what separates teams that have a winning tradition and establish a legacy of winning versus teams that, like, are fledgling and, like, sellers are towards the middle to bottom of the standings. Like, Seattle had their run with Legion of Boom and all that, and they were great. They were one of the most feared teams in football for a while. But Seattle has been mediocre to average a lot of years of their existence, right? And so what do they do now? How do they rebuild this? How much of these picks they use on linemen? What do they do to really make this team better? Um, you probably have a draft pick with a guy like Lockett. You can at least see what you have. You, you brought starter and tight end. You brought in a couple of other pieces to at least try to, try to help you rebuild that are still fairly young. Um, you got to do something. And because this team was not a move or two away. And so now that you've decided and you've uh, gone full force forward on this uh, rebuild mode, you better get it right. Otherwise, everybody's, I mean, if, if you get it right, this is, this is how you can make it, this is how you can do it and, and, and get back to a level of success. But to the GM and everybody involved, to quote John Weatherspoon from Friday, if you don't get it right, that's your ass, Mr. Postman. Mr. Postman, Mr. Postman, controversy, <laughs> man. I'm going to throw it at you, my guy. Uh, knee-jerk reaction, man, Bobby Wagner, a guy who uh, we have uh, sat here in the kitchen several, several years and, and literally talked about between me, you, breaking news about just the, the intricacy of the linebacker position. He's now a free agent, man. Um, shocked. I mean, how do you feel about this, this whole situation? 
So um, this is definitely indicative of a youth movement in uh, the Seattle organization. Bobby Wagner's 32. He's not going to be a part of a rebuild. Um, cutting him um, nets them $16.6 million in cap space. So all that put together, it makes sense in that way. But if they're talking about a youth movement, this is what I'm kind of confused about. If we're talking about a youth movement in the Seattle organization, who are you going after in free agency that's going to be indicative of that youth movement? Because I'm looking at the guys who are available. You're probably thinking guys like offensive linemen, like maybe Jack Conklin. Who, but he already re-signed with the Browns, so he's not really available. Cam Robinson's also uh, franchised by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Teron Armstead is 31. That's relatively young for a um, for a left tackle, but like that's most of people who are that's not um, that's not young. I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's not young for yeah. Teron Armstead. He's had a bunch of he's been banged up a lot in his career. And so, I mean, unless he, uh, unless he's like Taunt De Leon and, uh, and, or like he can go different from him and actually discover the fountain of youth, um, he's either going to be in and out of lineups or he may have a, a fairly short career. So he definitely doesn't fit this team. But I think they rebuilt through the draft. Um, yeah, I mean, they, then... got, they, they got a ton of picks, man. They do have a ton of picks, but it uh, doesn't, like, help them. Why? I, I just don't understand why they wouldn't try to gain some sort of asset for him uh, via the trademark. I'm sure that somebody with more dollars than cents would have placed um, placed at least an offer on it. I want him in Pittsburgh. I mean, we got Joe Schobert, who we're not going to resign. You know, Devin Bush is coming into, you know, his, 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 his you know, second year off for ACL. Put him in a black and gold uniform. I'll be one happy guy. Hmm. Oh, I, and yeah, and if you are a team that's contending, which I don't, I'm not, it really depends on what Pittsburgh does uh, as far as the quarterback situation goes before I will start talking about them in the contender situation. But um, if you are a contender, then you will be, you'll be hard focused on Bobby Wagner during the free agency period, even though he got released. So he can theoretically sign right now. <clears throat> with could, any team that's like, this, interested in him. Could part of this be, though, like, and maybe not, because obviously you've got to get a lot for Russell Wilson. But when you look at that cap number and they can't afford it because of the rebuild and maybe Wagner doesn't, like, is there a possibility that some of this is, like, it needs to be done by this day in order to save this? We weren't able to work it out because we've been so much in this pool. But also, like, could there some sort of be this gentleman's agreement, too, of, like, yo, if we release you, like, it gives you a chance to really go where you want to, that kind of thing, versus if, if we if I mean, we just I don't try to trade for you. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't doubt it. I, I mean, I, I think I, you're right. I, I think, think they could get something back. But. Well, I mean, I, I look at it like this, and then we'll, 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 we'll move on and, and pay some bills for a minute. But, I mean, I, I think Bobby Wagner is well-respected amongst the Seattle Seahawks organization as well as across the league. And so, I mean, I'm sure this happens more times than – then, then we care to admit or even understand that there are teams that say, you know what, we're going to give you the opportunity to go catch on somewhere else, uh, work out a deal, um, you know, and kind of give him a solid, you know, leg up free agency. Texas doesn't start 
until next week, next Wednesday to be exact. Um, that's when the league year opens up, and that's when, you know, it's kind of going to be a freedom frenzy on, on what goes on. But, I, I, I mean, I can see, to your point, Mr. Harvey, you know, Seattle saying, all right, my guy, this is what we're doing. You know, go get, go get your money. You know, the option is still on the table for him to potentially come back at a possibly lower rate, you know. So I, I don't think this may, I don't think this is the end-all, be-all uh, for Bobby Wagner in Seattle. But as you currently sit right now, it doesn't look good. Before we move on, man, let's go ahead and pay some bills right quick, man. Shout out to our sponsors, PHI Apparel. Give me one second. This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. Thank you so much to PHI Apparel for sponsoring this show, man, and all the other shows here on the network. Call the number is 929-477-2759. You got the next about hour and 20 with us here. I wanted to change gears, fellas, um, and talk about the franchise tag um, in conjunction with what took place today. Uh, there are several names uh, that were franchise tagged, and I kind of wanted to you know, see what you guys thought about it. Chris Godwin was tagged a second straight year for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, netting him about 18.4. Uh, Cam Robinson, offensive tackle, I think Mr. Greenwood alluded to him a minute ago, was officially tagged by the Jacksonville Jaguars to be their offensive lineman. Obviously, Devontae Adams comes as no shock to anybody sitting here. Um, being tagged by the Green Bay Packers is going to make a total of 20.1. Um, just, you know, in the event that no long-term deal is established. Um, the Cowboys did tag tight end Dalton Schultz. Um, he's going to make 10.9 uh, on the tag unless a long-term deal is accomplished. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals uh, tag officially uh, just Bates, the third uh, safety who uh, played some significant snaps for them on their Super Bowl one. Uh, season ago, and the one that we were talking about offline um, and, and the group thread was David Njoku, tight end for the Cleveland Browns, uh, got tagged, costing the Cleveland Browns $2 million, um off the cap. Um, he's going to make a total of 10.9, uh, fully guaranteed if he plays under the tag. Um, out of all those names I mentioned, um, there were some that weren't tagged. Mike Gusecki didn't get tagged. Carl Landry didn't get tagged. Jason Jackson, which shocked me. Uh, the, the DB from the Indian Patriots didn't get tagged. Um, a couple other names that I'm just not going to bother us with today. Um, but out of those names of guys who got tagged, um, which one stands out to you first? And, Mr. Harvey, um, I'm going to come to you first. I kind of know where the rest of the group is. Um, uh, but we, oh, I haven't uh, heard from you about it, man. Gesicki did uh, nope. just get tagged. Um, yeah, he he four tagged hours ago. Tagged. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I was going to say that. But so to me, it's, it's interesting <laughs> okay, because okay, cool. 
To me, it's interesting because you heard it here. Anybody listens to Sports City Chefs? We told you last week that by this time next week, there's a good shot that uh, Devontae Adams will be tagged, and it would definitely happen if Aaron Rodgers was back. And we talked about <clears throat> other guys at the wide receiver position. If you go back and listen on the show, we mentioned Chris Godwin, <clears throat> and we mentioned at least one other receiver that you said right there, and I said, yeah, but who's going to be tagged? And now looks like Mike Williams is going to be returning to the Chargers. So there's not that many – there's definitely not going to be as deep of a free agent market four wide receivers as there could have been beforehand. Chris Godwin, that was the other one. I thought we we both said he would be tagged last week as well. So Godwin's tagged. <clears throat> now you see Mike Williams re-signing. And you see some of these guys not even entering free agency. You know, maybe that makes a locket move possible for Seattle. What does that do for uh, – a couple other guys market it. It's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see that that may be beneficial for Amari Cooper, right? Uh, not <clears throat> getting tagged or being let go by Dallas. He could benefit from some of these guys uh, staying home. So I thought Jesse Bates was interesting for Cincinnati. Thirteen million dollars for safety and a guy that's some special teams. Uh, I thought that was a little bit interesting. Um, and Joku from Cleveland. I mean. I don't blame him for not tagging <clears throat> Baker Mayfield. And I think it's an indication to him being at a point where he's got to prove something in Cleveland. But uh, I thought uh, most of those are just are names that didn't really uh, they didn't really surprise me. I could see why, you know, these teams would want to put that tag on those guys to maintain their services for sure. You know, Villain, I'm going to flip it to you. Um, You know, there were some names that I threw out, um, names that we talked about, you know, offline or whatever. Um, But, you know, give me your opinion on on who, um, you know, got tagged and kind of how your knee-jerk reaction is about that. Yeah, I I think we had talked about it too. I'm not surprised Orlando Brown got tagged, Gusecki. I'm not surprised he got tagged. Schultz, I'm not surprised he got tagged um, either. I thought the Cowboys, I think because the tight end position doesn't pay as premium as, like, the receiver position, I think it was a smart move. Um, I think because you can't tag Cooper. He's not a top five receiver, and in big games he comes up small. So there was just no reason to do it. I think Adams – once, once A Rod said A A Rod said he was coming back. I think it was logical to get him uh, franchise and figure out a deal long term for him, right? I'm kind of surprised that the Patriots, even though I don't think they wanted to pay the premium, I'm surprised they let J uh, C Jackson go um, to restrict the free agency. I didn't. They, there was rumors that they weren't going to franchise him. I thought because he was so good that they would let, they would try to bring him back. So I was surprised about that. I at first I was surprised Landry didn't get tagged, but since that big deal just came off of like a like not even thirty minutes ago, um, that he's got what eighty eighty two million or something like that. That now I see why yeah. they didn't they didn't franchise him. So 
Um, I first I was like, wow, Landry had such a good year for the Titans. How could they let him go? But then they just instantly had a deal ready for him. So I'm not surprised there. So Jackson's the big guy. Like I'm surprised he's going to reset the market, and you know the the Patriots just didn't want to pay it. Yeah, you know what? That's the thing that I I, I wonder about about the Patriots. You know, if I'm going to talk about one of these guys who, who, who surprised me that didn't get the tag, I'm going to start there. You know, I hit the thing, like, if you're the New England Patriots, you play a lot of man defense, period. Like, you match up man on man, and he's a very, very good man corner who's going to command, um, you know, a nice chunk of change. And at some point, Bill Belichick and this organization has to stop shopping and, and the clearance aisle for, for, for players, you know, the, I think the time has come for, for them to actually pay some players what, what they're worth. And I like, I, I like them a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think that he is going to be a situation where he, he latches onto a team and literally turns that team around. Mr. Harvey, I hear you trying to get in here, man. Talk to me, man. How you feel? <clears throat> yeah, man, real quick. I think that this is going to be more of a theme. I think that the teams that can go young at quarterback or have guys on rookie deals or whatever else are going to be able to, you know, continue to invest more money across the board at different positions and sometimes put a better product on the field. I mean, listen, it becomes quarterbacks are the most highest paid players in the league. And a new precedence was just set for what a guy that's perceived as the best in the league can make. And that's almost half your salary cap. And you still got 40-something. I mean, so I'm just saying, man, that, like that really hamstrings what you can do. Like the Saints have juggled and kicking the can down the road many a times and whatever else. They came back to bite them with the drop in the salary cap. Thankfully, it's gone back up over $100 million this year. But, I mean, it's it's there's always certain ways you can do it when you have guys that are making – uh, like quarterback, veteran quarterback, Aaron Rodgers type money. You got to get real creative with the way you put your rosters together and how you make it work. And the teams that are young at that position, if they can hit the right one and catch lightning in a bottle, they're going to put better products out on the field across the board if they do it right. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, for me, I, I, I get that, you know. And Thomas, I, I'm coming to you next. Um, I mean, I, I get that, but but ultimately, my, my thing is this: like, so many times these coaches and these teams want to quote unquote catch lightning in the bottle, when like you have the bread to go buy what you want. Like, like if, 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 if I want steak, you know, what I'm saying, yeah, I can go get you know some bootleg steak and it, it, it fixes my hunger, but. I'm going to go get me a steak from a steak drink because they specialize in cooking the steak, you know, and making it how I like it. I mean, it kills the hunger. Don't get it twisted, you know, and it does the job. But, like, Jackson, you get what you pay for. You know what I'm saying? Like, it baffles me. Thomas, I'll come to you, my guy. Um, you know, the names that we brought up, there, 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 there are several there that got the tag, and there are several there that didn't get the tag. You know, give me a knee-jerk reaction. How you feel about it, my guy? 
the one that I'm worried the most about is the Chris Godwin situation with him suffering the injury that he suffered through this year. I'm hoping that he bounces back and is able to help this team because with Brady retiring, the quarterback is Blaine Gabbard. And this guy is dangerous at the quarterback position, and I mean bad, not bad meaning good. So we'll see how this looks. If he gets frustrated midseason, I wonder if him and Mike Evans actually hold it together because they need every last piece for that offense to flourish. Um, hopefully Bruce Arians doesn't let this turn into the 30-for-30 season that Jameis had left with. But um, it's interesting that they hit Goblin with that one, uh, especially with him out with injury. Hopefully he can bounce back, and hopefully it isn't a lingering injury that it takes us ever to get back off of. Uh, The Devontae Adams situation is interesting in itself to me because of uh, what's the dynamic between him and Aaron Rodgers. He was saying if Aaron Rodgers left, he would go, Aaron Rodgers turned back around, stayed put. Him with the tag is interesting in himself, and he was actually enticing the situation of trying to go play with a guy like uh, Derek Carr out there in Vegas, but he's going to stay, stick around, and I want to see how interesting this happens with the Packers because if the Packers end up falling short again in January, this is all for naught, and it's, it's only so long that this could go down. I know this team is in my division. The Packers are in a Super Bowl or bust now situation. Stafford did it last year, uh, being the piece that they needed at the quarterback position with the defensive offense already made. Uh, this is a situation that Aaron Rodgers can no longer hide. He's 39 and uh, has his pieces there. He has the ones that he wants. Uh, they have to win now. They can't continue to lose uh, in a championship game or anything before. They have to get their Super Bowl and start dancing. So at least with those two at the wide receiver position, I'm going to go with uh, Godwin and Devontae Adams being the names that you know notably at the receiver position that can make a difference. I'm just more or less worried about Godwin coming out and making something happen. Again, the Jackson information out of New England is definitely troubling. Uh, while New England is actually trying to keep that defense via a powerhouse, they lose a, a big piece that I think could be a chink in the armor unless Belichick figures this out as soon as possible. Hey, real quick. Yeah, man, I, I, I definitely feel you. Mr. Harvey, what's up, homie? Real quick, I bet you right now, if they don't bring in a free agent or another veteran, I bet you Kyle Trask is more likely to take snaps in week one for Tampa than Blaine Gabbert. Uh, another guy that's interesting to me that I just thought about as uh, CP was talking is the Titans not <clears throat> franchise tagging uh, Landry, who's been really good for them as a outside linebacker position, but they've talked about making sure to put an emphasis on that front four, so... I mean, I could see why, but that guy on a team that's ready to contend that needs another pass rusher or somebody that can cause havoc from the outside linebacker position, he's a guy that could really help a team. Definitely, definitely. Controversy, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, I'm, I'm giving you eight minutes, sir. You get eight minutes. You know what I'm saying? Talk to me, my guy. You know what I'm saying? We saw some, some, some guys get tagged. We saw... Uh, some guys who didn't get tagged. Uh, give me your position on them, my man. So um, the the one thing I did notice is that a lot of teams are pushing um, the cheaper positions for their franchise tags, tight ends, safeties, et cetera. Those are the, the positions that are getting tagged because they carry a lower price tag. There is a reason why, um, why JC did not get uh, tagged by the New England Patriots. It's because they can't afford it. Right now they're sitting okay at 13 mil over the cap, but um, but uh, the franchise tag for a corner 
is 17 million. So they would have to free up enough cap and they don't have the flexibility there um, at least this year unless they make a trade post-June 1st, which I don't know exactly how the rules work with that. Um, But I think you have to be underneath the cap at the start of the new league year. So um, trading one of those two incredibly high-priced tight ends to make that work, and it's always been the Patriot way anyway. Uh, Let your expensive pieces go and then continue to gather third-round draft picks with uh, with the comp system. Um, I, I'm actually kind of surprised that Cam Robinson um, got franchised. I know I talked about him as a potential target for the Seattle Seahawks at left tackle, but he didn't – I mean, is it just me, or did he not play all that great for Jacksonville this year? Like – Trevor Lawrence was running for his life for a, a good portion of of the season. So Nobody why are they throwing this past year? Exactly. So so exact so exactly why are we throwing seventeen mil at at Cam Robinson to continue to suck at left tackle when they have the opportunity at number one overall to get someone who's one of the better uh left tackle prospects in the past couple of years. I, I wouldn't put him on the same level as Sewell, but, you know, he's, I mean, Neil is a very, very good left tackle and something you could solidify for a long time without half the price tag. Um, so, they could put him on the other side there. Like, even if they find another guy, they could put him on the other <laughs> side. He. I mean, they like the guy's makeup and his work ethic and think that, I mean, you got to have five guys ultimately on that line. And even though that's expensive, maybe they think he's an anchor. His floor left tackle is not that uh, high, but they believe he could get better, but they could move him if they had to. And I am going to, I am going to also light the fire on this because we did talk quite a bit about this um, in the, in the uh, show chat online. Um, David Njoku is barely a top 15 um, tight end in the league. Why was he given a franchise tender, which pays pays him like he's a top five tight end in the league? doesn't quite make sense to me. Um, don't get me wrong, I don't think he's below the median, but is is that really where you're going to be spending your franchise tender on? I, I, I don't like it personally, but um, – but you know, and, and you know who yeah. should have gotten the franchise tag. One last, one last guy, Teddy Bridgewater. Totally not. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> that doesn't shock me that that came out of your mouth. Sweet <laughs> But you're laughing, trying to be cute, trying to be funny. Nah, you you, you mean that? You mean that? <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater may get a chance to start next year in the NFL. Yep, uh, Washington Commanders ah. starting quarterback, or or you know maybe even Pittsburgh Steelers. I might I might come to, you know to Pittsburgh with you. No 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 no. That wouldn't be bad. That's not a bad. I don't want them. I don't want them. I don't want them. I don't want them. I do not want him. With that being said, calling number is nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. You got about the next hour with the chefs. I can't wait any longer, gentlemen. We got to talk Aaron Rodgers. We got to talk Russell Wilson. Uh, I'll start with the news that broke first. 
because this afternoon Aaron Rodgers is dead, make it official, and he is coming back to Green Bay on arguably the richest deal I've ever seen in football, um, to which in typical Aaron Rodgers fashion, he decided he wanted to tweet out and say something along the lines like, so they got the numbers wrong. I'm not playing for this amount. The language is weird, this, that, and the third. It doesn't matter, to be honest with you. Um, I think you, I, I think you lied, Aaron Rodgers. I, I really do think you lied, sir. Um, because essentially when this whole thing started to really bubble up after Jordan Love um, got drafted, you talked about how um, it wasn't about money. It wasn't about finances. It wasn't about um, third. And ultimately by you signing this deal today, um, you know, and all of a sudden everything is right in Green Bay, it was very much so about money. Um, and the thing is, like, you've been talking out of the left side of your neck for, for, for the longest time, regardless of if it's about football, if it's about what's going on with your team, if it's about, you know, what you want to do after your football career, vaccines, whatever the case may be. You've been talking out of the side of your neck for the longest time, and so it shouldn't come as a shock that all of a sudden when you sign this massive deal, um, you're happy and everything's all right with the world. So um, that's the kind of table I want to set uh, as we start to break down this Aaron Rodgers thing. Thomas, I, I'll start with you first and shoot a big honcho and whatnot. I mean, the, the news broke. What was your first reaction? And kind of give me your position on the fact that Aaron Rodgers is staying in your division for presumably the next four years. Uh, like I said previously with the Devontae Adams situation, this is a Super Bowl of bust now. They they have to do it now. I don't even really – I mean, he's given the, the next four years, but, like, he's 39 in December. Um, and, of course, he has a great amount of potential. I don't really even see him, like, declining. But every time January comes around, something happens. I don't know whether it's him, the defense, special teams, coaching. It's always something that comes around for the past couple of years. He's not been a Super Bowl in over a decade. Um, with him getting this type of money, it's very questionable why they do want to bring more pieces in. And uh, you actually kind of said the word, he's lying. Um, you said that you wanted more pieces there. The only piece that you got was Randall Cobb. That was by your request. Randall Cobb's saying in his hourglass is running out. Um, they already franchise tagged Devontae Adams. I wonder where they can go. This move actually opened up some space but I want to see how much they can do to try and bring another interesting gun, at least offensively, because they got two good running backs. I go with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. They're both de- – well, Aaron Jones is good. A.J. Dillon is decent. But where do they go outside of that? Tanya's trying to build himself back after a, a season-ending injury. Um, I'll say if you look at the receiving stats for the Green Bay Packers, Devontae Adams, best receiver in the league, is debatable. If you look at the the rest of the receivers on that team, absolutely disgusting for a 17-game season. Absolutely disgusting. You can look at Lazard on down there, horrible. So if if you're content with that, with all of the money that you're soaking up, it's over $150 million guaranteed to you, then fine. If you don't get it done, you're going to keep dealing with all of the media and all of the people that have something to talk about, and then you're going to talk about you want to be a host on Jeopardy. I'm not trying to hear this any longer. You have to get this done right now. Enough is enough. This is a lot of money going to you. And to be brutally honest, he's an awesome 
great quarterback. I don't think at this point in time he's worth 50 a year. This shakes up a lot of stuff for a lot of quarterbacks that have not gotten paid, uh, including Lamar Jackson. If Lamar has a decent season, I wonder which way Baltimore goes. How much of a boatload do they throw at him, especially when he needs pieces? So um, he just shook the the market up. And I think this is uh, a bad situation not only for him, but also Green Bay looking. Both of them look desperate. Aaron Rodgers and the, the Green Bay Packers. They know they couldn't settle for Jordan Love being the quarterback. I don't think that there was a tomorrow. They made a mistake trying to go after him and making Aaron Rodgers mad. And now Aaron Rodgers was threatening to go to another team. He couldn't go to another team and make it happen if he couldn't get the pieces that he wanted. I think he more or less wants to stick around and retire as a Packer. So, but I understand that he is a GOAT or or one of the the greater quarterbacks in the league of all time, but he's not the GOAT. But um, I I think he should have been – the way that he's been panning out to the month of January – I think he should have been getting money right in between, like, Mahomes, Dak, Cousins. Like, I feel like there. I don't feel like he should be on top of the league at this point in time in his career. If Brady was getting 25, how does he get 50? I just don't get it. He he doesn't have the uh, – he's not producing championships. He's not. He's been the one Super Bowl. I, I just don't get it. Mike drop. Yeah, 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 man. Well, that that was very well said, sir. Very well said, sir. Hold on a second. Here you go. Here you go. Yes, sir, T.P. dropping bombs. You know, uh, Mr. Harvey, man, I'm going to come to you next, sir. Uh, Aaron Rodgers did ink a deal. Um, Give me your knee-jerk reaction when that news hits your phone first thing this morning. Uh, It's a tough act to follow. Nice job as always, T.P., but uh, a lot of what he said is, is, I mean, all of what he said is true. few things that, that I really thought of is just, A, yes, how it reshapes the market. And now what else do you do? I know they're able to kick some of that salary number down the road. Do you get him another weapon at the receiver position? How, are you able to do what you need to do to solidify that <clears throat> that roster to at least uh, be in that discussion again? But even if you are, like, uh, I've seen you go 13-3, and 13-4 and four now. Like, I've seen you win 13 games in the regular season. Uh, let's see, you know, prove it to me in prove it to me in January. As we talked about before, <clears throat> their only Super Bowls were uh their only Super Bowl was on the road in warm weather places. So <clears throat> I don't know. I, I still think uh you know, interesting to see that he's gonna retire Packer. You know, what what are they able to, to put around him? It it is put up or shut up, it has to be for Aaron Rodgers, like listen you just got the most expensive contract in the you know that this league's ever seen, 153 million guaranteed, basically a 250 million a year, basically a 200 million dollar contract. This is, I mean, this is unbelievable, and it's it's uh, what you're right. What does Lamar get? What do a couple other guys coming down the line get that haven't signed that big uh, franchise deal? And how does that fit in um, if the salary cap continues to increase? Or, uh, you know, do, do we get into a point where there are certain positions that it's uh, it's just not as easy to, to build around them when you have to invest that much in one player, as I was talking about before? So unless they have a bunch of young guys around them, 
uh, are we going to continue to see quarterbacks go to war with, uh, like, high top-of-the-line quarterbacks sometimes go to war with less than adequate talent around them? Yeah, man, I definitely agree with what you're saying there. Dylan, man, I'll come to you next, man. Listen, you know, T.P. Thomas dropped the bomb. Mr. Harvey did his best to follow up, man. Russell, not Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, man. Talk to me about it. Yeah, I I agree and I disagree. I think to T.P.'s to point, Aaron's got to win, okay? Um and I had this conversation not only not like a couple hours ago with a friend of the program, Anthony. We were hanging out at my son's basketball game. And it's like, I don't think the, the Packers and Aaron, both sides are desperate. But I think Aaron comes off like a freaking diva, right? Like, the Packers did anything and everything to, 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 to make this guy happy, right? Like, they, they, after they drafted Jordan Love, they kissed and made up. They they did everything they did last year to bring receivers in, you know, have them involved, you know, everything, right? They bent over backwards for this guy, and then he gets this, this offer on Friday and has to think about it. What is there to think about? What, Dude, after your last playoff performance, you should be happy they're coming back to you and saying, we want to give you an extension. Like, not you're a free agent. You're already under contract. That they redeemed your contract. You're under contract for two more years. They gave you an extension that that was cap friendly for them. Let's be clear. He was on the books for what forty plus million. By giving him an extension, they bring him them under the cap, and they're able to fit in um, Adams when they're able to sign him. Right. So the extension works for both sides. But even still. They didn't have to extend you. They could have traded you. Like, what did you have to think about? And, like, it's like it was dragging on, like, every day. Like, it was ridiculous. But after your performance, like, it's you got to win. That's it. You got to win. But, like, both sides being desperate, I don't think so. Aaron Rodgers not being worth $50 million, you're wrong. He's a two-time he's, – he's won the MVP the last two years. How is he not worth $50 million? Like, I, I, and so what? He reset the market. I hope, I hope Jackson gets more money. The, the, the market keeps resetting every year. We're talking about Jared Goff got $33 million. That was unheard of. Cousins got guaranteed money. Unheard of. It just keeps going up every year. So the, the quarterback position needs to not count on the cap. That's my feeling. Like, these, like, Dak Prescott got the big deal last year. Now they've already restructured his deal. They knew they were going to restructure it, but he got the big money anyway. Like, that that money should not count against their cap. Like, signing our quarterback should be, like, everybody else should count against the cap. Quarterbacks are such a different ball game. Nobody comes close to that kind of money. Nobody's worth that kind of money because if you lose your quarterback, your season is pretty much done, right? So, that's my feel, but like Aaron Rodgers is worth the money. He is the MVP for the last two years. He might not have deserved it this year. Maybe Tom Brady deserved it. That's controversial, what have you. But still, the guy is is still two the last two years the MVP. He's worth the money. But I, dude, you had better. There's no excuses. 
like, I'm tired of, like, the defense is the problem, the coach is the problem, special teams is the problem. No, you not scoring more than 14 points at home is the problem. You need to go win a Super Bowl. If you're that good, if you're worth $50 million a year, you need to win a Super Bowl. No questions asked about it. Is there any way I can respond, or is he just going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, you're saying everything that I need. He's at the house, aka Lambo Field, and scored ten points against a team that has his number. Jimmy Garoppolo's beating him twice. One in San Francisco, one in Lambo, and in another matchup at home up against Tom Brady, he lost with the ball in his hands. I get it. He's getting MVP trophies. This is the same situation with Peyton Manning. With Peyton Manning, they had to make a decision if they were going to give him $28 million at the time. The Colts didn't do it. They got rid of him and picked up a rookie out of Stanford named Andrew Luck, and they moved on to greener pastures. This dude is around. He's actually older than Peyton Manning at that time when they made the move from Peyton going to Denver at the time. And I get it. You're enamored with trying to come after me. That's cool. But if this guy has gone years I'm enamored after years trying to come after, after Excuse me, can I finish talking? I didn't cut you off. I say completely quiet while you talk. Please respect mine. I'll Listen, put myself so on mute. Excuse me, let him do it. Because he's gone year after year after year after year after year after year. I'm at five. After year after year after year after year after year of falling on his face when the money is on the line. The money is on the line. This ain't no no ownership. The people of Green Bay own that. So the people are putting money into him and watching him fail, fall, and have some excuse year after year. No, no, you put him in the middle of the pack. If we got somebody like uh, Patrick Mahomes Jr. that's in Kansas City that has been in the league for, let's just say, five years, five, six, maybe, he's been more successful in less time than Aaron Rodgers has. He's been to two Super Bowls, won one. He has never had a away game in his entire career in the NFL. You've had seasons where this has happened, where Aaron Rodgers has been on the road and has not been successful, losing away from Lambeau. He actually had two seasons back-to-back where he had home field advantage, even up into a championship game where he lost up against Tampa Bay and he lost to a Jimmy Garoppolo. If I'm looking at Jimmy Garoppolo or Aaron Rodgers, I'm giving Aaron Rodgers a leg up in which Jimmy Garoppolo ended up getting the ball last and ending up sending him home packing. So I get it. It's cool. He should be in the customs of, like, being around, like I said, Mahomes, Dak, where their numbers are set. This dude could end up playing one year, win. Let's say he wins and retires, and he gives a buck 50. That That's wild. Um, and at the end of the day, like I said, desperate when I said it, it's like if he don't stay with Green Bay, where does he go? He could go to any other team, but you got to follow the dynamic of that team. It's, it's a whole new scheme, whole new offensive coordination. Everything has to go along the lines. He has to stay there but get the money that he could get before he ends up retiring because he's going to end up retiring, let's say, within a five- to seven-year situation or less. And God willing, I'm going to knock on wood. If he takes a catastrophic injury, that would be a whole other thing. But there, there's so many things that go along the lines of going against Aaron Rodgers other than him winning an MVP. Like, are we going to keep tying ourselves to MVP seasons and him having single-digit interception totals, but then he loses at the end of the day when it's like, all for what? So, like, I don't get it. You may be cool with it, but if I see a guy like Burrow doing this with, a, a, a weak offensive line, what is it going to look like when it's his turn? 
Lamar Jackson, no receivers. What is it going to look like when it's his turn? Like, these numbers are going to get outrageous, and especially with Aaron Rodgers doing this while he was actually picking on the organization just a little while ago, I would have played hardball with him. But, of course, I won't even get into the hardball situation. I'll leave it alone. You know what? I, I mean, you you both make tremendous points. Um, controversy. I, I I'll come to you real can I, quick. Can I respond? Um, can I respond real quick? Can I respond? Real yeah, quick? yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. So TP makes a good point, but TP, just because I disagree with you doesn't mean I'm coming after you. I don't I don't do that. All right, you're my boy. We I can disagree with you, and it, it, it's okay, right? But Peyton Manning is a different story than Aaron Rodgers. Peyton Manning had serious neck issues. That's why that was part of the reason why they didn't want to pay him that twenty-eight million dollars, and that they had the number one pick, and they were they they chose to go with the draft pick instead of uh, bringing Peyton Manning back, right? And it wasn't greener pastures. They didn't win a Super Bowl with Aaron Luck, and he's not even in the league now. So I mean, like that, that comparison is not the same. I agree with you. Aaron Rodgers is a diva. Like this guy has is it. I, I hate to use the two game, the three. Well, it's three, right? The last couple championship games, the two championship games, and then the, the wild card game. I hate to use those three games as a microcosm of his career because the guys put up numbers. Like he's like he's put up what thirty plus touchdowns and less than five interceptions. Like the like the last like he, the numbers he puts up in the regular season and it's it's crazy it's just that dude you ain't winning that's your problem and then you look like a diva when you're not getting your way and like you're not holding up your end of the bargain that's my that's the biggest problem with this guy it's like the Packers did everything to bring this guy back they even you know and he just and he didn't win like like the whole like the immunization all the immunization all that crap and then you come back and you don't win that's the biggest problem. But I, listen, he's he reset the market. I think he's worth every penny because the Packers had no better op- option after him. Like they had nothing better. Jordan Love, like they had to bring him back. They're stuck with each other. But at the end of the day, like you're right, TP. This is better win. That's a, that's he better win. And if he doesn't, it's gonna crush his legacy. He can have all the MVPs. All the records, all that stuff he wants, he doesn't win. Even though he has won, it's going to crush him. It, it, he's done. He's been the one Super Bowl at that point in time. Peyton Manning's been the three in a total of four. Mm-hmm. He won one against the Bears. He lost two catastrophically. One against the Saints. Shout out to my boy Mike Harvey. And one that was one of the worst butt kickers I could ever think of up against the Seahawks right there in your home stadium, a.k.a. MetLife. Aaron Rodgers has been the one. He has not done the job of Peyton Manning. And I just said the greener passion because Andrew Luck looked like he was promising at the time coming out of college. Unfortunately, injuries hobbled him. And, oh, yes, Aaron Rodgers has an injury history, too, both of which happened against the Lions. There was one that happened in 2010, three weeks after my father died. They knocked him out of a game. That's the reason why he wears the tight helmet where it's very close to his face because he can't take one of those shocking hits. And it happened again. Four years ago when the Lions knocked him out of the game first quarter week 17 and had head damage. He has an injury history. They do need to watch that. If he takes a bad sack and sits out time, this could be something that lingers. 
do your research before you start thinking that he's clean. He does have injury history too, just like Peyton Manning. So this is there, and that's head trauma. So this concussion stuff that they playing around with, that movie concussion that Will Smith starred in, this is something that CTE and a guy that is from Connecticut named Aaron Hernandez, this stuff is real, bro. This is real. You better pay attention. Definitely, man. I mean, honestly, I mean, you both posed some very interesting points, and, you know, I, 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 I can agree and disagree with both of you guys. Um, but controversy, you've been sitting patiently there. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, man, news broke this, this morning that he's now standing in Green Bay. Um, give me a New York reaction to it, my guy. So the, there's, there's a few things that I want to just, like, add to this. Um, really, there was not a place in the AFC, and let's let's be real, the the Packers pretty much told Aaron out the gate that they weren't going to trade him in the NFC. And Aaron Rodgers is looking at the landscape of the AFC right now. He's looking at playing against Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, uh. <clears throat> Now Russell Wilson, <laughs> and that's just that's just one division plus a team in the AFC East. The AFC is by far the stronger division right now. If Aaron Rodgers has any chance of extending his legacy, he's got to stay in the NFC. And if he's going to stay in the NFC, he's got to stay with the Packers. That's what this is all about. I I, I mean, is it about money too? Definitely. I don't think he would have just signed back up for for no additional money, but they offered him a, a they offered him a Brinks truck and and he took it. Now is this a good idea for the Packers? Um, if they decide to finally start attempting to win for now, then yeah, um, because once again, who's who's uh, who's scaring you in the NFC right now? The Rams, sure. I, I would give you the Rams. Who else? It's the the closet's bare in the NFC. So the Packers are one of the top two or three teams in the NFC right now. And it will be a lot easier for him to get back to a Super Bowl. And then he'll be able to get the money and the ring and walk off into the sunset like Tom Brady did. Well, I mean, Tom Brady well, didn't walk off into the sunset with the ring, but you know what I mean. Like, um, when the money becomes too much for them to handle it cap-wise, he'll just retire and, and void the last years of his contract. Yeah, but see, here's the thing, and Mr. Harvey, I, I'll come to you with it. You know, th- that that was the same, you know, two days ago as it is now. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, to to, to your point, yeah, the NFC, it seems like it's an easier conference because, you know, NFC, you got all all those quarterbacks and, you know, all that to deal with. But, you know, when we sat here last week, it it, it was the same. Like, I mean, yeah, the, 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 you know, the Broncos did pick up Russell Russell, uh, Wilson today. Um and you know they have the potential to you know be 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 an interesting situation, but you know the NFC it, it, it was the same. So what 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 makes now 
so different than to TP's point. You know, what was it what was now the the deciding factor? Okay, you know what, Aaron Rodgers is now gonna get us over the hump to you know, Aaron Rodgers has lost to the hand of the San Francisco forty nineers in the playoffs four four consecutive times. He's owing four in the playoffs versus the San Francisco forty nineers. Like so what makes now the deciding factor for what's gonna take place? I'm Mr. Not- Harvey um, I, I I'm gonna tell you what makes now. They just tried to draft a quarterback towards the mid to late first round, and it failed miserably. I mean, at least it wasn't quite as high of a uh, draft pick as Josh Rosen. Now, who knows? Uh, Jordan Love could turn out to be pretty good, but it struck the fear of God in him. And as long as this guy's willing to play, uh, they'll do whatever they got to do to try to uh, put the roster around him. I think is what they're going to try to do, and I think they just think that. Um, <laughs> You know, if you keep going back to the well enough times with this guy taking snaps for you, uh, you got to at least win one of them, don't you? I mean, who knows? But, uh, listen, uh, it's a um, – I mean, as a Steelers fan would know and a Giants fan knows right now and me as a Saints fan and the Commanders and a lot of other teams know – in the NFL, the idea of not knowing what your quarterback position looks like and how that's going to be pieced together, what it looks like in that room, and the backup being really important because you don't have much faith in the start. Like, uh, listen, that's a uh, that's not an enviable task or, or an enviable situation for you to be in. And I think the Packers uh, got scared by that prospect. And they decided we're going to do whatever we have to do um, to make this work. And so they they kept him, locked him up for the balance of his career. And I do think that right now, I mean, I think you're uh, I think you're better quarterbacks, your best quarterbacks, the top few in the league right now. Uh, the AFC is more quarterback heavy right now, especially now with that other move that went to off today. But there's still some very good. Uh, there's some good teams on, you know, in both conferences, but um, I do think that that's a uh, the NFC may be a little bit of an easier road next year. You know, I mean, I, I can't I can't argue with the NFC being an easier road next year, and for for me, I look like this. Like, I think this whole time Aaron Rodgers knew that's where he was going. You know, one thing we need to understand is Aaron Rodgers is no dummy. Um, you know, he kind of takes a look at what's going on across the landscape of the league, and he kind of sees, you know, everything that's going on and who can do what um, and everything. So I think for me, um, looking at uh, what's going on, I think he knew. I think he paid attention. I think that he kind of understood, hey, I can kind of, you know, say this or do this or leak this to kind of back that Brinks truck up a little bit more. Um, And perhaps, you know, the more that I talk, the more money they're willing to give me. I don't think that he ever intended to really leave Green Bay. You know, I, 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 I don't think that he wants to leave Green Bay. I never thought that, you know, it would be an interesting look. Obviously, the name started floating around Denver Broncos and Commanders and obviously the Steelers and 
you know, the Saints and all these teams that are, are now in that quarterback pool. But Aaron Rodgers is no dummy. So I honestly believe that he knew what he had to do to, to, to get this deal. Um, and again, gentlemen, it, it, it's chestnut checkers. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers played the, the Packers like a fiddle, in my honest opinion. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't think he was ever really going to be Delta move, man. Call the numbers nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. We got the next half hour or so with your boys here at Sports City. And I wanted to talk before we got out of here about the aforementioned Russell Wilson deal. Share out about an hour and some change after Aaron Rodgers announced that he was signing this massive deal. The Denver Broncos and the Seattle Seahawks pull off, you know, I guess a blockbuster, if you will, sending the disgruntled quarterback to the Denver Broncos for everything and, and, and a bag of Pringles, man. Uh, Mr. Controversy, I, I, I'm going to come back to you first, my guy. Uh, the Denver Broncos finally get their guys. The Denver Broncos have had uh, about, I think it was 11 quarterbacks I saw um, since 2016, uh, start understanding that's tied for second most in the league, but side behind the Washington Commanders. Um, so they finally get Russell Wilson. Man, what's your position on that? Um, so this has been a team that has been a quarterback away for a while now, um, for a long while. Their defense is – Probably one of the better ones in the division. It it, it, ha, it was better a year or two ago, but it's still not bad. Um, and this is a team with a better offensive line than Russ had in Seattle by 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 greater measure, by a huge measure. Um, wide receiving cores, I would probably give that to Seattle, but not that much out of out of the realm. Um, so this is the Broncos trying to do what the Rams did. They're mortgaging the future, two first, two seconds, and the headliner as of right now is no fant for the players that they're giving up. And they're going for the ship this year. They don't have that many things they need to build on on top of that. But this is also the hardest division in football by far at this point in time. Like, I, I think there are divisions that the Raiders would actually win. Um, actually, a couple of them. I think they would have a chance in the South, and they would have a chance in, um, in the, in the um, NFC East, to be honest with you. Um, so... That's the crazy thing is that they're they're going for it when there's a chance that they don't make the playoffs. And if they don't make the playoffs, then everything falls apart. Um, as far as the Seattle Seahawks go, we did talk about it a little bit with the Bobby Wagner um, releasing. But my, I think the big question that stems from this is what exactly is their plan at nine? Because now they have the Broncos' number nine overall pick. But this is not a quarterback class that necessitates you picking a QB in the top ten. Um, I mean, Malik Willis 
if you is good. Him. And if it's not him, it's definitely nobody. So do they shore up other needs like offensive line, defensive line, um, corner maybe? This draft roll with Drew Locke and Geno Smith just to bomb their way through to a um, number one overall pick in a draft that is much better at quarterback next year. Get Bryce Young. Get Bryce Young. Yeah. Bryce Young. That, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. That's exactly my thought, is that they're going to build a team ready for Bryce next year. <laughs> and then it's going to happen all over again. Um, I mean, there could be a team that ends up sucking worse, but I would love to see who that team would be at this point. Giants are always Let me ask you this so. question. <laughs> mm-hmm. is, 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 is Pete Carroll the coach of this new team that you're trying to build or no? <clears throat> I think that this will be Pete Carroll's last season as, as the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. I don't, and this is going to be by his own decision, not the decision of the team. He will step back. He'll retire. I mean, Sean Payton retired, and he's much, much younger than Pete Carroll. So he'll, he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild. He's going to take this one last big check that, he, that he's going to have and and walk off. So they will be looking new coach, new quarterback, uh, right off the hill. Complete rebuild. Okay, okay, I feel it. I feel it, Mister Villain Man. Villain Man, talk to me, man. You got Russell Wilson now in Denver, Colorado, man. Talk to me about it. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a bombshell, right? Um, I'm surprised controversy didn't say Wilson has to battle uh, Teddy Bridgewater for the. No. <laughs> well, that's because Teddy uh-huh. Bridgewater is a free agent, and he's going to lead the no, um, the Washington Commodores or Com- Commanders <laughs> or whatever to the uh, to the it's NFC East Championship. That's what that's what that's, 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 that's what's going to happen. That's an R&B group. That's an old soul group. I know, right? You know, Zoom. You know, um, listen. Um, <laughs> I, you know, listen. I don't know if Seattle was actively shopping, but they've been talking for weeks. And if you get a deal like this to reset your franchise, I don't know how you um, – so I don't I – don't, I'm not mad at Seattle for doing it. I think they were a bad team last year. Um, it's not – like I said, the organization hasn't drafted well. They haven't built a good structure around him. I feel like you're paying – uh, Russell Wilson a lot of money to stink around him, so just cut you know get what you can for him and and, and start over. I kind of agree with controversy. I don't see Pete Carroll. I don't even know why he would come back this year. Um, giving them one more year, why bother? I think he would just you know kind of right off in the sunset. He's got his ring and and you know he did he's done a good job in Seattle. Um, so, but you know for the Broncos, they got those some of those picks from the mega Von Miller deal. Right. So it, they really only gave up, I think their first and their second. Right. And then they gave up 
um, the Rams picks too. So um, to put that in with uh, Drew Locke, who you know he had high expectations for, but really hasn't hasn't shown you much. Um, that's a win. I think Noah Fant is is a big name that they you know begrudgingly had to give up. I think Wilson has enough weapons around him, and he, you can still draft a guy or two if you needed. Shelby Harris is interesting because he's a he's a good young lineman, but um, I think if if you had to throw him in the deal to get Wilson, yeah, you would do it every time, right? So um, I think it, this definitely puts the Broncos with their solid defense. I think they have enough weapons around uh, Wilson with the running game and the receivers to win um, to win some games. Um, they're in a tough division, but. Wilson has come out of the toughest division to go into a tough division with two really good quarterbacks and Derek Carr, who's, who led his team to the playoffs. Right. So, um, you know, Herbert and Mahomes too. So um, it's going to be interesting to see, I think their numbers increase um, in their probability to get to the playoffs and to the Super Bowl, but um, it's not drastic. I don't think it's a home run that, like, you know, like it was like an earth-shattering move, like, oh, wow, they're going to win the Super Bowl now. I think they're still, like you guys said, the AFC is the toughest uh, conference. They have a lot of good quarterbacks. Um, so you need a quarterback, but I, I don't know how – we have to see how the season plays out, how they draft, and, and et cetera. But definitely getting the quarterback that they desperately have been looking for since uh, Peyton retired it has been huge, and I think they got it. You know what? It's going to be interesting to see how this all pans out. You know, Russell Wilson is a guy who, you know, the Super Bowl champion, uh, MVP candidate the first six weeks of the year before he falls off. Uh, been a pro bowler several times over, and you pair him with Jerry Judy and, and Sutton and company, man. It's going to be kind of interesting, but Thomas, man, I, I come to you, man. You know, Russell Wilson is now in in in, in Colorado, man, playing with the Broncos, man. Give me a position on it, and what you, you know, what was your knee jerk reaction when you heard the news this afternoon? Again, I, I kind of discussed it a little while ago. Um, I'm frustrated with the uh, the front office and how Pete Carroll couldn't try to help Russ make this work. Uh, they didn't put a suitable offensive line in front of them. The defense was hellified porous. Uh, I went to the first game of the preseason last year. It was the Seahawks versus the Raiders in Vegas. I was in Vegas in August. And I'm telling you, from the first play of the game to the end of the game, every time the Raiders ran the ball, it was like 8 to 10 yards a clip, let alone passing the ball. And Carr didn't even play. And I was wondering, I was like, Russell's not playing, but the rest of the team does not look good. They're not doing anything to make that team better. You chase a guy out of there that helped you get your first Super Bowl ever. And the lone person that was on that offense that probably gets the most respect out of everybody on that team, like my family, church-going people, God-fearing, everything under the book, and you get rid of them and let them go to Denver to bring in Drew Locke or have to work with Geno Smith. You know that neither one of those two can get you to a playoff. This is going to at least be two to five years before you guys start to see success again. I think it may end up being longer. There's a strong five-letter word that I use, I say a lot. I respect crazy. I try to stay away from it, and it's called karma. It will happen to them heavily. Um, like I said, it's one to two years within Carroll's realm of him being a head coach there. 
He's in his 70s, if I'm not mistaken. I know him and Bill Belichick are the oldest coaches in the league, but at least Belichick doesn't look like he's wearing down, but they're both up there. And um, where do you go from here? Like, I mean, you got Noah Fant there, but you have quarterbacks that I know Noah Fant were trying to get away from Drew Locke. And Geno Smith, I mean, come on, this guy had games where he could have won this year and let him go while Russell's away. I, and he's actually just the ideal backup to hold the clipboard and throw gang signs up. This is very bad uh, for them to let go of a guy, Russell Wilson, while he was actually having you get 10 to 11 wins a season before this injury happened. Uh, he really wasn't riddled by injury within his career. This year he suffered an injury that set him back and sat him out for a while. And this goes to show that you guys weren't protecting your biggest piece or the face of your organization. Seattle, this is a, a shame on you, and I, I can never forgive you for this. I'm a big Russell Wilson fan since he came out of college football to where he is now. And um, it, it's going to be tough for him to adjust to what's going on in Denver. They got new coaches now. They, Fangio's gone. So we have to see what type of scheme they have. They got good pieces there, but they got a good quality tight end that just left for Pro Bowl quality tight end. So we'll see who they could pick up and draft or try to pull into free agency. I, I doubt if they move that quick, but we'll see. Um, it's going to be a very tough situation within the AFC West, not only going up against the Chiefs twice. Uh, you got a Herbert that's actually up and coming, going up against them twice. We'll see what Carr has left in the tank, too, going up against them twice, too. So this is rough while Russ is actually getting into the twilight of his career and I think more or less settling down. But to get away from Seattle, he's actually talked about it. The front office didn't really make any too uh, big statements about it. But it's just rough how I guess the business works or how they just don't respect certain athletes that have done a lot for their organization. Very well said, TP. I, 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 I bat last on this one. And, and for me, when, when the news broke, I thought I was being punked. I, I thought, you know, somebody was playing a trick on me, um, you know, so I checked, you know, the plus for different apps and social media platforms and, you know, Twitter and everything. And when I finally come to the realization that this deal was done, um, I, I, I thought the exact same thing that I've been saying since we watched, you know, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes beat it out. This is what you have to do to compete at this level. If you do not have one of these guys, then you don't even need to bother showing up. And for me, looking at what the Denver Broncos did, um, I think it was Mr. Harvey who, who who said that they're trying to recreate what what the Rams just did by pushing all their chips in the middle being like, to heck with those picks. I'm going to go get me a franchise quarterback and, and and see what we can do. You know, Jerry Judy is, is a guy who is, is coming off a, a, a topsy-turvy year, but he now has the ability at the quarterback position. Um, Cortland Sutton's a guy who needs no ringing endorsement from us, you know. Uh, you draft Javante Williams last year. Um Tim Patrick's a guy who who's also been up and down, helter skelter, but he's a guy who can who can get the job done. You got KJ Hamler, a wide receiver from Penn State, which you drafted uh, last year. He's going into he's going into a situation where he has some weapons. I didn't even start to talk about the defense that the Denver Broncos uh, 
are, are employed. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I think, honestly, at the end of the day, with Nathaniel Hackett and, and, and that company, you know, were, was able to do by getting Russell Wilson. Keep in mind, Nathaniel Hackett is the same offensive coordinator who coached Aaron Rodgers. You know, so for is Topsy Turvy and for everything that TP and Zillin and everybody here alluded to about Aaron Rodgers and his struggles, the man tends to know what he what it has to do with, 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 with high-profile quarterbacks, and he just got himself another good one. Um, you know, I honestly, for one, thought that he goes a shot that he may end up in, in, in New Jersey playing with the Giants. Obviously, the commanders warned his short list of teams uh, that he could potentially go to. Um, uh, but the, the fact that he is now in Denver is going to baffle my mind. Um, so uh, the call Thank number you. is 929-477-2759. Controvert, not controversial. Mr. Harvey talking. Now. Hey. That? Yeah, now you said you were going to bat last. I don't think I got a chance to take swings at this real quick. Okay, my bad. Now, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but listen, I, I want to go from a couple other different perspectives, though. If I'm Russell Wilson and I'm 33 years old, I'm going to a team, even though it's in a tough division, it's going to be tough roads, I'm going to a team that has a lot of pieces in place. And as Controversy said earlier, it's been said that they're a quarterback away. So they are a quarterback away from competing and being right there. We'll see. You know, if if it makes a difference or not. But if I'm Wilson, I'm going to an organization that has a lot of pieces in place, has a defense, and allows me the chance to compete for playoffs. And I just have – I'm more set up for success in Denver. So I, I think in some ways that's a definite win for him. It's also interesting how it switches the balance of power because going into last year, we said the NFC West was the best division in football. And Seattle is going to dramatically drop the uh, quality of play in that division this coming year. But that was uh, right there. And the AFC West was a close second. Now you look at one quarterback switching, and uh, it completely changes the dynamic between those two divisions. But And, and I look at it from Seattle's perspective, and it's like, okay, if you don't, like I said earlier, if you don't feel like you can reshape your roster this way with this with these contracts, you've got to do everything you can and get as much as you can for this person. Now, does that mean they go draft Malik Willis? Does that mean they go somewhere else in the quarterback position? I think they try to find a guy or see if there's a guy right now that they think uh, they can try to uh, groom or put in their system. But, you get as much as you can. You just got three starters. You got five draft picks. If you can draft well, you can speed up that rebuild process uh, for this franchise, assuming assuming that you can find a quarterback because you could then be like Denver for the next several years and be a quarterback away. And every team runs the risk of doing that. that doesn't have, <laughs> you know, a, a small handful of, of guys. So, um, I, I think this is a good thing for Russell Wilson, though, and for his career um, and for, for the player. 
all right. I feel you. I feel you. Call the number is 929-477-2759. I I, want to thank all you guys for popping in and kicking it with us on on the NFL front office wrap-up show. I wanted to give everybody enough time to get their plugs and closeouts in, man. We got about 10 minutes left, man. Controversy, man. Thanks for rocking with your boys. Uh, Go ahead and give us a plug and a closeout, man, as we get ready to shut it down here at the NFL front office show. So one last thing I want to throw out with the with the Russell Wilson thing is that there is some um, we'll, we'll call it pipe dreams from the Seattle faithful that they could spend half of what they spent uh, what they got for Russell Wilson and do a Deshaun Watson deal. Just throwing wow. that out there because that 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 leave him alone that that. that 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 gentleman's still out there and looking to be traded, but beyond that, we didn't even get into Russell Gage and his his uh, whole rigmarole. Anyway, um, love Calvin chat Ridley. with you guys. Um, Calvin Ridley, good God. <laughs> but yeah, Calvin Ridley, Jesus. Uh, I don't know why I thought Russell Gage. Don't put that LSU boy in there. Don't be putting Russell Gage in that sentence. Don't do that. <laughs> 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 But either way, it was fun talking to you all. Um, have a good night, and I'll see you next week. Peace. Thanks, Controversy. Appreciate you, my guy. Thanks for kicking it with us, man. Mr. Harvey, man, you know what to do, man. Give us a plug and a close out as we shut it down here, my man. All right, man. I'm going to try to help us pay all the bills real quick, man. Don't forget, man, PHI Apparel. Uh, go to the website, phiapparel.co, and use the code CHEFS for a 15% discount while Tom's uh while supplies last, man, got uh, anything you need for Philly sports fans, man. So go check them out. Sports City Chefs, man. Check out the blogs, the websites, the shows. We got the Tuesday night front office show. We got the cookout on Wednesdays, crossover cafe on Thursdays, and, of course, the mothership, the uh, timeless Sunday morning brunch on Sunday morning. So uh, come check us out. Be part of what we do. Uh, thanks for anybody listening to I mean, without the listeners and without people supporting us, uh, uh, there's no reason for us to be doing this. Much love to TP. Without him, I wouldn't be here. Much respect to everybody that I'm sharing with today. Come check us out. Also, Clubhouse, the barbershop, we're at 8.3K. I'm still hoping, very lofty goals, but I'm hoping we can get to 10K by our birthday towards the end of April. So uh, help us out, man. Uh, come jump in and be part of the community. Check out what we do there. Lots of good conversations. Listen, if you're just kind of driving throughout the day, you're going uh, home or – you got to go make a run somewhere, whatever. You got a few minutes uh, on a commute or something. Pop in because it's something uh, relevant is happening in the in the world or in the sports world. You'd like to hear uh, breaking news in the barbershop. So uh, come check us out. Watch for our uh, brackets challenge coming up. Selection Sunday this weekend, man. Conference cha- conference uh, tournaments and uh, people punching their ticket to March Madness brackets released on Sunday. So keep an eye out for all that, man. Uh, Laissez les bon to relay and I'm out. Much appreciation. Thanks so much, Mr. Harvey, man. I definitely want to echo his sentiments, man. Uh, definitely check out the barbershop, man. I was in there today, man. We was talking about food. I was making your boy hungry. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. One, one, one of the guys in there said that, you know what, never mind. I'm going to leave TP, man, you know what to do, man. Give us a plug in the club. I'll just shut it down, my guy. Um, I really don't have to do too much. They did a lot of it. We'll be back here tomorrow with the cookout. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend, and it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Yes, sir.
shortened, shortened to the point, man. I like it. I like it. Thanks for stopping by, big homie, man. I'll catch up with you guys uh, tomorrow, um, you know, and, and, on the NFL show, on, on, on the show here at Sports City. Dylan, you know what to do, my guy. Give us a plug and a close out as we get out of here. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to talk about Calvin Ridley tomorrow because, like, this dude just messed up his paper for what? <laughs> for nothing, right? Um, yeah, yeah, so we yeah. definitely got to talk about that. But, yeah, I mean, completely ridiculous. Um, great show. Love doing the show with you guys. Um, listen, get to the website. Got articles going up. I'm I'm trying to will myself to write an article about this stupid MLB lockout, but I just don't have – Oh, baseball just frustrates me utterly. Um, listen, but get to the site. We got a lot of things. CP alluded to it. I know he's been talking about it. We're getting ready to launch our March Madness bracket. So um, that the link is ready. We're going to promote it on the website probably tomorrow because the show went way too long, and I was going to do it after the show. But Sirius hit the button and kept us on all night. So <laughs> blame Sirius that it didn't get up tonight. <laughs> But we're gonna <laughs> we'll be, we'll get it up probably tomorrow or something. Um, Ten dollar um, per bracket. Um, getting ready for March Madness, of the most wonderful time of the year. Um, got a lot of other things popping off. Um, get to the barbershop. Um, they do great stuff over there. TP and, and, and Craig and, and those boys. Um, you know, get get to phiapparel.co. Use the co- promo code Chef. Get fifteen percent off your order. Um, listen, we got a lot of things popping, man. We got a lot of fun things going. So, serious, a pleasure doing the show with you. I'm sure we'll have another one once free agency starts up, I think, next week, right? So, that's when it officially, yes, begins, sir. It officially kicks off. So, a lot of fun, a lot of things going Definitely. on. Definitely, man. Dylan, pleasure doing this show with you guys, man. Hey, I tell you what, man, I, I say this a lot, you know, outside of work, but, you know, it, when when you when you love what you're doing, who you do it with, man, and it's not worth it all. And you know, contrary to how I go at this guy, you know, I, I, do, doing this show is easy. It's easy, man. We're talking football. We see him for fellas. It's fun, man. With that being said, it's your boy Sirius, repping that four one two and the seven zero three. Like everybody, alluded, get to the website, you know, the blogs, the the, the YouTube from Finger Foods and. Um, I did, I did, I did get confirmation from Poxy. Next Saturday, it's dropping. Next Saturday, me and my dad will get together and finally talk about the 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers and look ahead to uh, what we need to do to get back to being relevant um, in, in 2022. And I guarantee you, uh, job one, get a flipping quarterback. But I'll, I'll leave that for another day, another time. I'm not going to spoil that. With that being said, um, that's TP Lutu, tell us from the telephone. It's the chefs again. They don't know. Now we know, man. We out. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend, it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again.
Connecticut. Uh. <laughs>